Welcome to Flow State Business. We have just come back from a beautiful walk outside. It's just so nice to have the sunshine back in Austin, I swear. Austin is really one of those cities that doesn't look so pretty when it's cold and in the rain. It has to be drenched in sunlight. If you've heard the song by Leon Bridges, Texas Sun, it has to just be in beautiful warm sun. Otherwise, it just quite honestly looks like shit. But in saying that, I am loving having the sun back in my life. I've just come back from watching Teddy play soccer. So it's just been so nice to have him really integrated into a soccer team here and having that interaction with a coach and kids his age and having that physical activity. Definitely one of the things that I feel was really smart on my behalf to get him inside of something that is regular. You know, kids at this age, he's just turned seven. They also like to have their own things to look forward to. And I feel like I need to record another episode, perhaps the next one, on what's really changed with my ideals of travel. Like when I was back home on the Gold Coast, the dreams that I had for this experience and how that is like so completely not the case versus what has been even better than what I could have imagined. So let me know in the comments if that's something you'd love for me to record or if that would be of interest then leave me a thumbs up and that'll tell me that, yes, that is what you want or hit me up on Instagram as well. Today, I want to run through something with you that's really fresh on my mind, something that has really been unfolding so beautifully inside of the business. And this is really what's changing inside of the way that I'm choosing to do business this year as a coach. So there's other elements that is going on inside of our company in terms of passive income and what's going on in terms of what we're investing in. I really want to talk purely about how we are planning on growing the following, how we are planning on growing impact. What are some of the longer term views that we're now taking on that in the last couple of years, we didn't really even think about this as an option or didn't really see it as a viable strategic pathway for us for so many reasons. But I feel like this is the year that it's really kind of ignited this fire within me to go a lot deeper thinking about how the business is going to serve me and my family and all of you longer term, not just month on month or not just quarter on quarter, year on year, but really thinking about what are we doing now that's going to set up this nest egg for the next five years or 10 years. And a huge component to this is YouTube. Huge component to this is content creation. So switching more from a perspective of if you're a coach or a service-based entrepreneur trading time for money like I do, I still do a lot of that in my business over 60%, maybe even 70% of how I earn in my business is still through coaching, masterminds, delivering courses, delivering masterclasses. My passive component is quite woeful. It's still very, very new. It's still something that we've honestly tried to work out for some time now with not a lot of great results. And I want to keep it so honest and so real with you, you know, throughout this episode of where I've personally really struggled and where I found it super challenging and a lot of the beliefs in there, I'm ready to turn over. And I've been working on really actively inside of my own energetic practice, but also speaking to my friends about it, speaking to my coach about it, speaking to Michael about it. 
So we'll get stuck all into that. But first, I want to chat about what has changed and the moment that it changed for me. So one of my best friends, you all should know, maybe do know, Erin May Henry. She runs a company called Chillpreneur. And it's just really amazing to have someone who comes from a slightly different entrepreneurial background to you. So her entire career has been built off content and predominantly YouTube. And you know, Instagram is amazing and all, all of the things that she does in terms of content just does so incredibly well. And we mastermind with each other so often, like at least once a month, we sit down and we talk about what's going on in the business. And, you know, on the flip side of things, I guess where I'm quite different is I will not really spend too much time on content, but more so on delivery, retention strategies, word of mouth, having my clients re-sign. So I'm not needing to heavily rely on launches and content so much in order for them to convert into clients. But one of the things that I've really started to notice is my shift of preference in terms of how I want to show up and what I want to do and how it's going to continue serving in the long run. And why YouTube is so incredibly interesting to me right now is because I've seen people like my friend Erin and also, you know, just complete content creators online on YouTube that I followed for years and years really now start to take off in such a big way that in the last five years, they have been steadily and diligently building up their videos and their views and their likes and their hours and creating content that is trending and relevant. And I've kind of always been more so a consumer on the YouTube platform. I tried to do vlogging when I first started and I so wished that I continued with that. Shout out to my client, Elisa, who messaged me on Instagram and she said, Rubes, like I came across one of your old vlogs and I resonate with that stage of your life so much. And there was just a part of me that was like, damn, why didn't I keep going? Why didn't I just, you know, pursue that dream a little bit further? But at the time I had to make decisions because my son was, you know, five months old, right up through, I did it for maybe like five or six months. So in that first year of life, it was for him, it was like so random in terms of like how much time I could spend editing versus delivering on coaching and selling big programs and things like that. So there's always a time when it will roll back around. And this is really the year that I feel it's rolling back around. It's coming back in such a big way, this desire to vlog. So I've now done maybe half a dozen vlogs since hitting the road and I have loved it. I love shooting the B-roll and sitting down in front of camera and talking to you guys. But I definitely still feel like I'm trying to find my style of vlogging my style of YouTubing and that's evolving. And, you know, there's no attachment to that. Like I need to get it right right now. I know that it'll just start to flow out and listen out. Like if you're starting a new channel or if you are really wanting to get down that pathway of becoming a known content creator, that's really authentic. And you have your own personality and your own style. Don't put too much pressure on having that locked in before you start. Always, always, always just get started because this is how flow activates. They've done so many studies on it. I'm currently in a mastermind, which is all about flow psychology. There is so much research around getting started and then the flow activates, not the other way around. 
So that's my little pep talk for this segment of the podcast. But one of the things that I have really loved about watching how YouTubers have grown is there's this current trend going on where they're super transparent with what they're earning. And this is really cool. I mean, I love money. I love that money is around me. I love that opportunities for ways to earn money is always coming to me. I love learning about new streams of income. So when I see a video like that come up on my feed, I am just like, click, like we're going to watch this. So there were two in particular that I saw. There was one from Shelby Church and there was another from Ali Abdel, two massive YouTubers that I just really respect. I've been following Shelby for years, Ali only since like the end of last year. I've come across all of his stuff and really gone deeper into it because of an Alex Hormozy interview, which was so good, by the way. Ali asked Alex a whole bunch of questions that I don't think other interviewers have asked Alex. The reason why it started to kind of just like light this fire in me is both those YouTubers were talking about how each video was making them a certain amount of money. Now, all of this being said, they have millions and millions and millions of followers and, you know, 10 million watch time hours. I don't know if that's true exactly, but anyway, there's a lot. So they've been doing it for years and years. And like Shelby had mentioned, one video had made her $27,000. And Ali had mentioned another video had made him like a ton more money, whatever it was. And how those videos were just sitting there passively on the YouTube site growing and like once they've recorded it, it's done and it's just doing its thing and they're making money through AdSense and also sponsorships and brand deals and things like that. But it was so cool to just have that ping, you know, like you just go, what? Like here I am developing a class and I'm selling it for $100, $300, $500, whatever it is. And I then have to go into a launch period of five, seven, 10 days. And after I deliver it, I then have to plug it into a certain amount of ads, ad spend and a funnel, pay someone to build a funnel so that they can go through it and buy the course ongoing. And I was like, oh my God, like, It's so cool to see another way of doing that, like delivering a class, putting it on YouTube for free and letting it just plant its seeds. Now, I know I've like really simplified it because if it was that easy, why aren't more of us doing this? And I know that I'm predominantly talking to a lot of coaches and entrepreneurs who are like now calculating their time spent on it, what to charge, when to charge. It doesn't feel good to just put it out there for free. I totally understand that there's that conversation going on as well. And I've had that conversation with Michael on how does this exactly play out longer term? But I do want to give this a really red hot crack. I want to give this a go where I do certain masterclasses throughout the year and I will do it for free. I will deliver it to whoever it is that registers And after some time, I'll place it on YouTube. The latest, the first one that we've done, this is the first part of our experiment, is the class that I just did. It's very recent. If you missed it, I will link it up here on YouTube or in the show notes if you're on the podcast and listening to it. It's called How I Made $100,000 in My First 100 Days. And this was a smash hit of a class. You know, we had 400 people sign up organically. We had 70 people show up on the live. It was a party. It was so much fun. Like there was so much conversation going around, so much chat. I love being in the live energy with all of you. And now that I put it on YouTube, I'm letting it do its thing. So it's clicking away with 
number of watches, but the thing that really monetizes your videos is a thing called watch time. So I really am so excited to see what this does in terms of our channel. We're not monetized yet. We need 4,000 watch hours. We're honestly not even close to it right now because we've restarted everything. It's the start of the new year. So everything is kind of just at the beginning stages. But this is cool because whilst I have that conversation in my head about, well, I could really be using this class to build my email list and then the email list, I could market to it. I could build a funnel. Then that would take it to the next course and the next, as opposed to just putting it straight up onto YouTube and hoping that people will find it and watch it. And maybe down the track running more Google ads to it and things like that. It's totally different strategies but I want to try it. I'm excited. I want to give it a go. And if it works for me or if it doesn't work, it's an experiment that I can go back out there and teach all of you and share with my clients why it did work and why it didn't work. But I fully understand that it's probably not going to be something that I can fully comment on for a little bit more time as opposed to, I did a masterclass. I put a freebie out. I sold it. This is the conversion rate. This is how much money I made. These were the upsells. These were the downsells. These were the side sales. Whatever that looks like, it's not as tangible as that straight up. And this is why the long-term vision is really important in this case. So I know for a fact that there will definitely be times where you know I'll get really frustrated with the fact that it's not getting enough views or wishing and hoping that it had more watch time and things like that. If that comes into my existence, I know immediately that I am hanging onto it too tightly. So where in your business are you trying something new out? And it feels like almost immediately, it's like, babe, you're just trying too hard. Let go. Stop strangling the life out of it even before it's being able to take some roots and being being able to kind of have its own life form. So if those sorts of things come up now, I'm able to really master my energy around that and go, no, let go of that, release it. That's not for you to worry about right now. It's not to say that I don't check my data and I don't check my stats because that's fun. Like it's always nice to see how many people have watched it, how far through they've watched it, where they dropped off. And looking at things like that is amazing intel to have, but it's not the be all and the end all of your success when it comes to a strategy. It's just giving you a bit of a pulse check and an indication of where you might be able to rearrange some beliefs of where you can run new forms of energy through something that you might've blocked. So if you kind of see something, you put it out there. Here's a really good example, actually. There's a funny little meme going around where as soon as you put an Instagram reel out there, you know, within seconds, you're refreshing the reel and wondering how many people have viewed it and liked it and left a comment. And then like nothing comes through and the memes like, oh my gosh, like woe to me, life is so hard. It's kind of in that sense where let's say you put a lot of effort into the latest reel that you did. And after 24 hours, it's only had a hundred people watch it. And you look at that and you go, I failed or no one liked it or shit, that's really annoying or that's really bad and I should have done this better. That's when you know you can rearrange your belief system around that and you can lean in and ask yourself why you talk to yourself so negatively and what's the attachment that you're placing towards one piece of content out of thousands and thousands and thousands that you're likely going to create in the lifetime of your business. I also had this a similar chat with my son. 
So he is building his YouTube channel, which we're so supportive of. He is just an absolute star. He loves being in front of the lights and the camera, and he does a lot of gaming videos. He's done a book review on James and the Giant Peach. It's super cute. And he's currently super obsessed with how many subscribers he's got. I think as of this video, he's had like 13 subscribers and he had one video that went viral for him, an Eminem tour in New York City type of thing. And it had over 120 views, maybe more by now. And he's just looking at the data, like have a little Capricorn, right? Like looking at the data and going like, oh, how am I going to get more views and things like that. Every day I'm having this chat with him. Every day I'm helping him rewire his energy around needing it to be successful versus knowing that he's already a success. But I definitely do feel like there are moments like that, that we need to hear that again and again when you're trying something different, especially when you're taking the longer term view, especially when you're trying something out that is so different from the way that you've done business previously and prior. So far out of the video views that we've had, it's definitely pushed up our watch hours. It's definitely had more people find us. Our YouTube subscribers literally went from like under a thousand a couple of months ago to now like 1.08K. So, I mean, I could definitely look at that and go, oh my gosh, that I should have 3000 by now. But honestly, wealthy woman mindset, rich mindset, abundant mindset, whatever you want to call it, I would almost describe it as you get to such a level of unbothered that it's sexy AF and it's magnetic and people just want to know almost like why you don't care, but things just seem to work out for you. You know, that energy where it's like, whatever, you know, you can shade me or the algorithm can like dim its lights on me. I still know exactly who I am, what my strategy is, how I want to continue holding myself, holding my energy, giving that a real red hot crack and knowing for a fact that I'll pursue this for a while. Like I'm really in the game now. I want to really have an awesome resource channel on YouTube. I was listening to Alex Hormozzi talk about the fact that he had like hundreds of videos out before his channel blew up. And he was doing this for years and years and years and nobody knew his name. Nobody knew how to find him. And now people are going back to his resources that he had put out years ago. And it still happens to be so relevant. Like I'm really very much in that frame of mind at the moment. I see it. I feel it. I can taste success of the YouTube channel. I can see it opening up as a new income stream. I definitely am seeing that have a knock-on effect to the coaching business that I'm building. All the money that we're making in there is basically building capital up for a retreat and properties business that we're going to be building in the next couple of years. So it is really like a big symphony for me. And I'm able to see how an idea planted and the time and energy that you spend in on something can really become so fruitful in the future and why I'm that level of unbothered when let's say something doesn't go as well, whether it be a social media post engagement or whether it be the number of enrollments that's coming through for a certain, I always have courses and you know experiences open, but I really have felt this like baggage totally melting off me and not giving a shit of how my business is comparing to others because I'm on my own unique pathway and there ain't no comparing. There's no one doing it the way that I want to do it exactly to a T. So why am I wasting so much energy on what that person over there is doing when it's not even what I really want to build? And that's what I want to share with all of you. 
where are you spending so much of your precious time and energy and your clearest amount of beautiful flow that you can place towards your business, but instead you're having it go elsewhere and it's leaking all over the place and you're wondering why you haven't made the steps to either forward the things that you wanted to do or why it feels so damn hard to actually get your mindset in a place where it's clear and aligned. Stay focused on the prize, my love. You are going to do great things in this world, but you're going to do it your way and you're going to do it so authentically. If this episode really resonated with you, please let me know wherever you find me on socials. Hit like if you're on YouTube, leave a comment, any questions. I'm answering all of my podcast questions over on YouTube. I check it every single day. My team will let me know when a question comes through. That is really where I want to start building more of a community around the podcast. And once again, like I'm just starting out. And I said, you know, a couple of episodes ago, no one leaves me comments on my YouTube channel at the moment. Guess what? Since I said that, I'm getting at least one to two comments a video and I'm celebrating that, right? Like I'm not going to be like, oh my God, like no one's leaving me. I have one or two people who constantly, you know, will write what they love about what they've learned from the episode. Like shout out to Marketa, shout out to Brenda, shout out to Shanika, just some of the women that I know and remember who have left comments in there. And I just think that is so amazing and to be very American, so rad. (laughs) Anyway, I love you so much. I'm going to go out there and enjoy more of the day. I might go out and grab matcha latte and just soak in the sunshine and I'll catch you in the next episode. Bye everyone. 